We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Home and home. But now we're going to dive back into the discussion surrounding Kobe Bryant and his life and his legacy and how the NBA should honor number 24, number 28. Should they retire the jersey? Should they redesign the logo? Should they name the All-Star Game MVP after Kobe Bryant? Let's talk about it with the Boston Celtic Center, Ennis Cantor, nice enough to join us on the program on a hump day home and home. Ennis, always awesome to see you, my friend. Um, I, I think you are down in Miami. Are you in Miami or did you not make the trip with the Seas? Uh, well, I am in Boston right now. We uh, we got a win yesterday against, you know, uh, Miami played an unbelievable game. But uh, we're back in my Boston right now. All right. So let's talk about Kobe Bryant. And uh, you are mm-hmm. proof that Kobe Bryant is not just an NBA star, but a global icon. You have right. some fond memories of watching him as a kid. Tell us the extraordinary right. links you went to just to watch Kobe. Well, I grew up in Turkey, and just because of the time difference, you know, uh, my mom never let me wait three, four to watch NBA games because of I got to school the next day. But uh, I always sneak around and uh, wake up uh, middle of the night because it's a Kobe act. And I, I feel like, you know, Kobe and, and Lakers uh, was the reason that one of the become an NBA player. and finally when I get drafted, um, Kobe actually came to, to Turkey for some uh, events and uh, me, me and him actually met and it was amazing. I could not tell how excited I was and uh, um, you know and then he gave me a lot of tips about the, about the NBA, he gave me a lot of experiences about what's going on, how I should take care of my body and stuff and then the, and then the, the schedule came out. Our first game was against Lakers at Staples Center against Kobe Bryant. I'm like, this is wild. And I remember uh, checking in the game for the first time. I was like, this is the dream came true finally. And I remember Kobe dropped like probably around 40 that game. Nice special that game. And uh, I remember my knees were shaking. I was super nervous. But I think it was an honor to share the uh, court with him at the same time. And and as he was a guy that, by all accounts, was a player's player, and you said that he would talk to you about, mm-hmm. you know, how to how to have success at the NBA level. And we're, we're hearing from so many guys yeah. that played in the NBA that he had these conversations right. with, that he was almost teaching the Mamba mentality both when he was playing and since he played. Right. So when you grow up seeing mm-hmm. the way he played the game how hard he played, how he was such a killer, wanted the ball in the biggest moments, and then you play against him and he mm-hmm. bestows that kind of stuff to you, it's, it means a lot to a player like you, doesn't it? Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's my mama mentality we've been uh, about. You know, I remember that he used to wake up at uh, 3, 4 a.m. to go to practice. I'm like, why? Why 3? I can get your sleep 
quarterback, but he he was very special. It was very different. His mindset was unbelievable. But uh, you know, I think one thing what what made him so special is he made himself better and he made everybody else better on him. Players, the organization, the city, the state. You know, so I, I feel like that's what made him really special because he was made us better. Talking to Anis Cantor, Boston Celtics center. What did you admire most about Kobe Bryant? Was it the work ethic? Was it that fierce competitive drive? Or was it something mm -hmm. we didn't get to see? I will say, I will say his on and off the court work, you know, because he was on the court. But, you know, I think he hired millions and millions of people, uh, you know, globally so that he extend the whole game. And uh, you know, if you ask if you ask a young kid, hey, what do you want to be when you grow up? He's like, I want to be like Cole, become an NBA player. So he, that's why his legacy now is bigger than basketball. You know, he's he, when I, his love for the game, his hard work. I think he was just, it was just amazing. Just, he's an example for all of us. Talking to Boston Celtic center Ennis Cantor, we're having a little bit of an issue with the Skype connection. For those of you watching on the radio.com app, he is on video with us. We're having a little issue with that. What we're going to do is hang up the Skype call and get Ennis back on the phone, clear a connection for all of you at home. Jason, uh, when you think of Kobe Bryant, just the player, and we've talked a lot about the father that he's been, the businessman, the Academy Award winner, what do you admire most about Kobe the player? The guy that was an 18-time All-Star, five-time champ. Uh, the fact that he would get up at five in the morning and go work out through his entire career. It's easy when you have success at the level that he did. And Dave, he, he won his first NBA title in 2001. He was 22 years old, I believe. Um, it's easy to kind of get fat and happy when you do that. The fact that he didn't and he continued to work harder than anybody else in the league and be able to maintain that level of preparation throughout his entire career is something that has to be admired because it's it's a mentality it's a, the mamba mentality if you will but it's it's the fact that that never waned is so impressive to me because when you have all the money in the world and you have all this fame and fortune it's really easy to sit back and go i've already accomplished a ton why do i need to go further but he had this drive to be like Michael Jordan, be as good as Michael Jordan, he ends up being third all-time on the scoring list, which was obviously just broken by LeBron the other night in Philadelphia. But just the way he, I think he interacted with other players, even though he wanted to rip their hearts out, he gained their respect. And to me, that that's a tremendous. It says a lot about the man and the competitor that he was because he was a player's player. Yeah, I would admit with uh... – to me, I'm always envious of someone that can be that dedicated to their craft that they're outworking everyone else. You know, it's great to see natural given talent like Michael Jordan had, um, like LeBron James had. But I have far more admiration for the guy that takes solid talent and makes it spectacular because we can't often relate to the supreme, superior, God-gifted talent, but we can relate to someone who grinds it out and makes himself better and then did the same thing, took that same approach to his off-the-court approach with 
with uh, the, the film, which won an Academy Award, Dear Basketball, and did the same thing in Fatherhood with Gigi, who we lost as well. Back now with Boston Celtic center, Ennis Cantor, who has some fond memories of Kobe uh, as a kid. And also, Ennis, after you were drafted into the NBA, you were right. back in Turkey at an NBA event, and you had a chance to sit down with Kobe. He took time to talk to a young Ennis Cantor. What did he say to you, and what did that mean to you as a young player? I mean, as a 19-year-old kid, you know, just even meeting with Kobe was like a, was something that I, you know, I would I could never think of. But you know, he he was very he was very respectful. He took his time. Told me about all of the NBA experiences. You know, told me how I always how I always should take care of my body. You know, just get treatment. Always eat right. Sleep well. And just focus on wanting to focus on put the extra work in, you know, be the first one in the gym, always leave the last one like like he was. But I think you know, just seeing him, just uh, giving that giving an advice for to a 19 year old kid, it was just you know he, he he was so nice and so so humble. I was like, this is amazing. And it's uh, you're a younger guy in this league, and you know, 27 mm-hmm. years old. What did Kobe – is he the face of the NBA for you growing up? I grew up, it was, it was Michael Jordan. Other people, it was Kobe. Uh-huh. For young kids now, it's probably LeBron or Steph Curry. Uh-huh. So right. is Kobe Bryant that face along with Shaq, you know, winning those titles in L.A.? And Is he that guy that really is the face of your generation? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, because like I, I remember growing up in Turkey. I wasn't even in America, but I grew up in, in Turkey. Every player, all, all of my teammates wanted to be like Kobe. When you make a shot, you yell at Kobe. You know, it just for him it was, for us it was just so amazing to. I think we were we are all blessed to have a player like like him and get you know get to watch him and just you know experience a player like that. So that's that that, that was the reason that I was super nervous. First time I step on the court against them, I'm like, this is so wild because he was my idol, he was my hero, and I grew up watching this guy. And now I'm finally gonna go out there and gonna compete against him. I think forever people will yell Kobe when they hit that big shot. I know I'm a basketball coach and right. kids, and <laughs> and they all yell the same thing. They never yell uh, LeBron James or King James or whatever it might be. So now the question, Ennis, of how does the NBA best honor Kobe Bryant? And there's some things that have been thrown out there. Kendrick Perkins, right. uh, former Celtic, he said they should redesign the logo in the likeness of Kobe Bryant. Mark Cuban of the Dallas Mavericks have retired number 24. Some think that you should rename the All-Star Game MVP the Kobe Bryant Award. What do you think is the best right. approach? I mean, he deserves all of it. You know, I feel like, I mean, I feel like... We- the whole NBA should uh, retire number eight and 24. I mean, if you see the throughout the league, or you see all the players are changing their numbers to eight to something else because of respect of Kobe. And um, I think, you know, he, he gives so much to this game and he made this game so globally. He should definitely, we should definitely do something to uh, honor his, you know, uh, legacy. So I feel like, yes, you know, uh, Mark Cuban just retired number 24. I feel like every show, every team should do that. And it's, when you found out personally what had happened and it was confirmed, were you with teammates? And if you weren't, when you were first with all your NBA teammates, what was that moment behind the scenes like? 
I, mean, I was actually laying down on my bed, and one of my, you know, friends texted me, and I was like, no, this is probably a joke, or he's just messing with me, or just like it was, it's a fake news, right? And then I'm like, I didn't even, I didn't believe it, I didn't want to believe it. And then I got, I strictly go on social media and read all like the news and stuff. And once he got confirmed that it was him, I turned my phone off and turned my phone on. And I just felt numb. I couldn't, you know, I was speechless. I couldn't say, say anything because Kobe meant uh, so much to not just the sports world, to the whole world. So that's why I was like, I was so shocked. And then the second the news that came out and his daughter was with him, I was, I was super, super, super sad. You know, because it does. It, it was just so sad that you know, just uh, what happened over there. And I just, you know, uh, just like sometimes you hear a news and you feel numb and you, you can't say or feel anything. That's that's how I felt. Talking to Anis Cantor, Boston Celtics center, and you have lived the Mamba mentality because, frankly, Anis, you you could just play basketball and play with the Boston Celtics and make millions of dollars, right. but you don't stop there. You go way beyond what you do on the court. Unlike I would say any mm -hmm. player in the game today, even at the risk of your own life and you have threats right. and travel limitations. Why have you taken a stand for democracy, for human rights against the Turkish government of Recep Erdogan? Why take that chance, make that risk? You're making millions of bucks playing a kid's game, right. living the life, man. So why take that chance? I mean, it's, 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 Definitely tough because like I I remember like every time I talk to a teammate or a coach and like the first first words they always give me are you crazy because like it because they said you're an NBA player just keep your mouth shut just play your basketball and make your meals and live a happy life but I think what I'm doing is way bigger than just basketball and everything I'm doing because I have a platform and I'm trying to be the voice of all those innocent people who don't have a voice out there. And what I'm trying to stand up for, you know, is human rights, democracy, freedom of speech, religion, and expression. So I think it, it, for me, it's very, very important to have all this in my country, uh, Turkey. And if you look at it, unfortunately, we have none of those uh, conversations that happen in Turkey. So that's why I'm trying to use my platform to say, hey, we need to change and change cannot wait. So that's why I, you know, I uh, talk about some of the issues going on in my country and affected me and my family. You know, my, fam my, my, my father was a genetic uh, professor and he got fired from the job. My, my sister went to medical school for six years. Now she cannot find a job. And my little brother was actually trying to be a basketball player. And he literally got kicked out every team in Turkey because he carried the last name with me. And then lastly, you know, in 2000, back in 2017, the, uh, the Turkish government revoked my passport. So, you know, last time I left uh, the country was a long time ago. So, so just because I talk about these issues, of course, it affected me and my family, but it's definitely way uh, bigger than that. You have a lot of close relationships with members of incredibly NS. I don't know if anyone is as bipartisan as you on Capitol Hill today, where we can't even agree <laughs> the sky is blue on a given day. It's impressive to see you meet with members of both parties. I can't think of anyone that is doing that in pop culture and sports and certainly not in politics. Right. How do you impact change in that regard, though? 
I mean, we just, I, I'm, like you said, I've been sitting down with a lot of lawmakers, you know, congressmen, congresswomen, senators, and everything. And then I'm sitting down and telling my story, and then they're always stopping me in the middle and say, hey, don't worry about it. We already know this, uh, this conversation. How can we help you? So I think for me, once when they say that, it just gives me so much hope that I'm like, okay, they know what's going on, so let's try to find a solution. So I think it's just, you know, it's just, you know, Democrats and Republicans and everybody been trying to help me big time. And, you know, because they know what people are going through in Turkey, you know, my family is only one because I play basketball and NBA and you guys know my story. But there are thousands and thousands of families out there, you know, their situation is way worse than mine. Right now, there are 17,000 innocent women are in jail right now on almost 1,000 babies and kids are in jail growing up with their mother is just because of they don't think the same way what the Turkish president thinks. So for me, it's like, hey, I understand you guys are worried about me. It's cool. But I'm like, hey, there are a thousand families out there. They're waiting for your help, too. And it's the support that you've gotten from the teams that you've played for in the NBA uh, with trying to make a difference and creating a lot of awareness. Um, sometimes teams just want a guy to go, hey, I just want you to come here and play basketball. I, right. I don't want you to get involved in all that. How supportive have the teams been that, that you've played for and really kind of understanding what you're trying to do, raising awareness while playing basketball at a high level? I mean, it's, of course, it's, those are like very complicated uh, conversations. But once I sit down and talk to them one-on-one and explain them what's going on, they're like, the lawmakers, like, how can we help you? So I think, you know, it's, it's amazing to see all my teammates, all my coaches, the fans, the organizations always trying to help me. You know, I remember one day I, when I was with the Celtics, um, I told them I need to go to D.C. And we had a very important practice and film session that day. And then everybody is like, don't worry about it. You go ahead, do what you do. We we got this. Come back and join us in the, the next day. So I think for me, just seeing uh, you know seeing a lot of support from my coaches and the players is definitely a lot to me because that, that gave me so, uh, so much hope. As a guy who's worked at both Fox News and CNN, I very much admire your bipartisan <laughs> approach. We encourage all of you to check out NSCantor11.com if you want to help in this crusade to spreading democracy and human rights. And you can also check out the Ennis Cantor Show on NBC Sports Boston. Uh, speaking of Boston, and I, men- I mentioned Kendrick Perkins earlier in this interview. I have to ask you about a tweet uh, from a week ago. Oh, Kendrick yeah. Perkins <laughs> tweeted that the Celtics are missing one piece, and that's a center who can anchor their defense. Right, you right. replied, don't do drugs. What's your response to Kendrick <laughs> Perkins? <laughs> well, I think well, he doesn't know what's going on inside of our locker room, you know. So we won't let anyone get into our head. It doesn't matter who you are. So that, that's why I tweeted. I, tweeted, I, I respect Perkins a lot. I mean, obviously, he's been a lot for the game, but, like, he doesn't know what's going on inside, inside of our locker room. So for, for, for us, it's just us against the world. So that's why I'm like, yeah, dude, don't match with don't match with our bigs, don't match with Gordon Hayward, don't match with nobody because these guys are my family, these guys are my brothers. So I'm like, okay, <laughs> you know, stay in your lane. One on one, Kendrick Perkins, Ennis Cantor in his prime, who wins? Oh wow, um, I think I'll take it. 
(laughs) (laughs) You'll take it. All right, final question. Toughest guard in the – toughest guy to guard in the NBA today for you? I will – I'm going to say in my position, I think I will say Anthony Davis. But in any position, I will say James Harden. This guy can drop probably 60 every game. He's, he's so special, so talented offensively. It's unbelievable. So I would say my position, Anthony Davis, any position, James Harden. It's amazing how little people talk about the offensive accomplishments of James Harden. It's been a great pleasure oh, yeah. having Celtic center Ennis Cantor on the program today. Check out EnisCantor11.com. That's where you can help with the Ennis Cantor Foundation, Spreading Democracy and Human Rights. And he weighed in on the life and legacy of Kobe Bryant this morning. And it's great pleasure. Thanks, my friend. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Hi, everyone. This is Dave Briggs. Thanks for listening to the Home and Home Podcast. Remember, you can watch or listen live every day from 8.30 to 10.30 a.m. exclusively on the Radio.com app or at Radio.com slash home. Home and home. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.